to Premeditated Parenting. I'm your host, Naomi, and we have a lot to talk about on the topic of screen time today. So let's jump right in. Our family recently went away on a mini vacation, and like most hotels, they had cable on the TV. We spent most of our time out and about, but the kids did spend some time watching on the TV, and it was funny to see them because they couldn't choose what they wanted on demand. They couldn't stand it when the commercials would come on. They were so anxious to change the channel to something new. These kids have grown up in a fast-paced, on-demand, no-waiting-time society. Between on-demand cable, streaming services, YouTube, the list goes on and on. They have never experienced having to wait for their favorite shows on Tuesday night, running to the bathroom, or grabbing a quick snack during commercials or even rewinding the VCR and waiting for the VHS to finish and sitting through the previews before the and now now our feature presentation. presentation. Or maybe you aren't old enough to know what a VHS and a VCR is, but remember DVDs? We had to sit through FBI warnings and the piracy warning skit before you could get to the main menu and play the movie. As we moved into this on-demand culture, our kids have grown up with instant gratification. Tony Robbins, a life coach, author, philanthropist, says this, instant gratification isn't always best. In fact, impulse control is an essential life skill. When it comes to achieving your goals, delayed gratification is the skill that will get you there. He continues to say, the truth is, it's not realistic to get everything you want, much less get it immediately. Instant gratification is actually a source of frustration. It creates false expectations. I don't know about you, but I notice when my kids become ungrateful, entitled, irritable little sour patch kids after having a lengthy time on the screen. Now, they have to deal with Real world, reality, waiting for someone else, waiting for dinner, their brother. That alone makes me want to limit their screen time. The benefits of the skill of delayed gratification is success later in life. Parents, this is a skill we want to instill in our kids. Parents, moms, and dads have to be vigilant in guarding our children from the dangers of the effects of screen time and what they may come across on their screens. We cannot sit idly by and expect that by accident they will be safe. Just like when we're crossing the street or parking lot, we are holding their hand as we instruct them, look both ways. We must be diligently observing and investigating what is available to them and what messages they're being exposed to. One of the harmful effects of this technology and overabundance of screen time is the lack of healthy social boundaries. Doug Fields talks about this in his book, Intentional Parenting. Social scientists have developed the term technoference to describe habits and actions that involve technology and its harmful impact on relationships. I don't know about you, but when I go out to dinner with a couple and they can't seem to get off their phone, it definitely makes me feel like they're not interested in forming a uh, intimate relationship with me. Our kids are learning social skills. And if we go 
let's say, out to brunch with some friends, and we don't encourage them to take part in the discussion at the table or observe the world around them and simply shove a phone in their face, then we're setting them up to have a difficult time later making eye contact, being engaged in society structure. Now is our opportunity to train them to have healthy relationships that are not interfered and blocked by the constant need for technology and entertainment. Aphantasia is another harmful effect of technology. Aphantasia is the inability to imagine or visualize, and that's because we are constantly seeing everything. I grew up listening to audio dramas on the radio. This cultivates great imagination, but when everything is given to you by way of media, there is no need to have an imagination, so the imagination stops developing. Some benefits of having a healthy imagination are problem solving, better social interactions, the ability to stay motivated. Having an imagination helps peak curiosity and feed passion. We want to develop our kids' imaginations. So limiting screen time is going to be an essential component to healthy imagination. Remember last time we talked about the importance of sleep. Screen time definitely impacts our sleeping habits. They say you should turn off your devices about 30 minutes up to two hours before bedtime, according to the Cleveland Health Clinic research. Too much time on your phone or in front of a screen before bed can delay REM sleep and suppress your melatonin hormone response. I don't know about you, but if I spend too much time scrolling on my phone before bed, it takes longer for me to get to sleep and I usually wake up feeling tired. And remember, we're trying to give our kids healthy sleeping habits. We parents are that primary role model for our kids, so as you implement and learn new things for the family, you must be the forerunner example to your kids as you're learning these new habits. Are they seeing how much time you're spending on the phone? Are you being self-disciplined? How much time do you spend scrolling, binging shows, and on the internet? What types of things are you watching? Are they honoring to God? So what can we do? Replacing an hour of screen time a week with reading a good chapter book together as a family could be so much fun. My son and I do this, and it's a great time of discussion and learning. We use our critical thinking skills, our imaginations, and a lot of problem solving. Or change it up. Do an audio book or audio drama. This is something my husband in particular really enjoys doing, especially on long car rides with the kids. It's engaging our brains and imaginations, so it keeps the bickering down <laughs> quite a bit because everyone is intently listening to the story. Now, I want to turn our attention to the Internet as a technology in and of itself. It's a great technology, and it's advanced our access to information, communication, education, and entertainment. I like to compare the Internet to the ocean. The ocean holds great treasures. It's an avenue that we can travel by. The ocean provides home to some beautiful and interesting creatures, but it's also home to some deadly beasts, sharks, poisonous fish, jellyfish, etc., etc. Likewise, the internet is a great avenue. Like I mentioned, everything from education to entertainment, but like the ocean, there are dangers to be aware of. Some are obvious and difficult to talk about. Cyberbullying, online abuse, both sexual and emotional, easy access to pornography. So 
sexual predators are lurking at sites online that your kids are visiting. In the most unsuspecting cases. One mother told me that her son was really into the video game Fortnite. And he had become friends with another gamer online. Once they became a little close, this predator offered to buy him a skin for his character. Like, it kind of changes their look, their outfit, only if he would send him a nude picture. Now, thankfully, her son knew better because she had been educating him on the importance of online safety and giving him tools to take command of this situation. But kids will do these things because they're invested in their gaming career, and so it's something that they're willing to do. And if a child does not have a healthy relational connection with someone in the real world, then they're going to want to um, invest in this online relationship, and they're not going to want to let it go. Ultimately, they become victims of sexual exploitation and even sex trafficking. 44% of children have sent some sort of messages like this by the time they're 14. At any given time, there are 50,000 sexual predators online. If kids are not feeling at loved at home, they will make these relational connections outside in a dangerous place. And we need to be their first line of support, always. Having a healthy relationship is key to being able to protect them. Also, teaching them to watch out for predators. I've put a link in the description for Lisa Hansen and her program called Power Over Predators with many resources to help you to be aware of these important areas, how to protect your kids, and how to give your kids power when they might encounter these online predators. With all of this in mind, we can see the importance of protecting our kids and being aware of how screen time impacts them. Some safeguards to put in place is limit screen time. Set up that discipline now that will be a good habit in limiting their time online. Limit their internet access. Get a good internet blocker for your home like Bark, um, and, and it helps to block adult content. And it can help you manage your screen time remotely. Lastly, be involved. Investigate what they're doing. Who are they talking to? What are they watching? Remember, we're working on being intentional parents, raising up mature, healthy, and independent kids. That means we need to do what we can to protect them from these harmful issues on the internet. It can be really easy to trust a program because it's labeled kids series and just kind of walk away, but what are these messages that these kids series are actually sharing to our kids? Recently, we decided to cancel our Netflix subscription because it seemed like all these kids programs were geared toward a direction that was opposite of our values. As Christian parents, we need to be vigilant on what the messaging is that is going out to our kids' little minds. CommonSenseMedia.org and PluggedIn.com are great resources to help you um, with reviews on movies and TV shows. These days, you never know what kind of things they may encounter in a show or movie that is intentionally being put there to make your children question what is true. These companies have come out and have blatantly said, yes, we are putting these things in our kids' shows. And so it's important that we are being vigilant and protecting our kids. Now, with that said, we're not trying to shelter our kids in a way that creates fear. My son was watching a program based on a book series that we really like. In this episode, they were focused on one of the assigned characters, and this character had two dads. 
Now, while the story's main point wasn't about different families, it made my son uncomfortable. He chose to turn it off on his own. While I appreciate that he recognized this was once something that aligned with our values, I didn't want him to run away out of fear, especially the time that he's going to meet someone at school with two moms or two dads. As a Christian, our duty is to live God's ways regardless of what culture dictates. But we are called to love others. So how do we navigate through these conversations? First, we should not sway from what we believe. In our house, we choose to honor God with our lifestyle, what we say, how we conduct ourselves, and what we watch. We cannot hold the world, though, to these same standards. We stand our ground, but we do not shun the world, nor do we shame them. Sin already does this. Remember in John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. The message of the gospel is freedom from the slavery of sin. God does not give condemnation. Sin gives condemnation. We show by our lives that there is hope to live outside of the condemnation and shame sin brings. We need to be cautious of what our kids are seeing because they are at an extremely impressionable age, especially the kids that are under six years old. Did you know that by the time your kids are six years old, they have determined their worldview? Is there a God and is he a good God? So we need to be sure that what we allow in our homes reflects what we believe to help them make that distinction. My son that I mentioned earlier is my oldest. He's going to be 10. We have already established these principles in his life. He's given his life to Christ. He was baptized. And God has given him extreme discernment. But you parents are the ones that are demonstrating by your lifestyle what is important. How do we honor God? Remember our verse in Deuteronomy 6, chapter 6, verse 5 through 8? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and daughters and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and of your gates. Parents, this is an all-in, 24-7 job that we have to teach our kids in every avenue of our lives. We must guard our kids' hearts and minds. Matthew 6, through 23, Jesus says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus is saying, be careful how you live. What are you watching? What are you talking about? What are the things that you are allowing into your heart? We must protect our kids. I really hope that this episode has given you some good tools, hope, and challenged you to determine what is best for you and your household. Not everything about the internet and screen time is dangerous, but we must be aware of the dangers as we navigate how we use this technology in our home. Be sure to take a look at the resources I've linked in the description below. 
Obviously, we'll each take away different things to implement in our homes. But if we are asking God for discernment and have a desire to truly honor God in our roles as our child's parents, then he will give us strength and endurance to do what is necessary to teach our children his ways. Thank you so much for joining me on this lengthy discussion about screen time. Next time, we're going to be talking about the importance of discipline and what does that really look like? What does the Bible have to say about discipline? I hope you have a great, wonderful day and join me next time 